Hello and welcome back to Generation Collaboration. I'm Litzy. And I'm Emmanuel. We are your hosts for season two of Generation Collaboration. Before we begin, please like, subscribe, and follow the show wherever you do your listening. Our guest today is Aaron Smith from Make a Chess Move, a nonprofit organization that strives to break the school to prison pipeline through a game of chess. Aaron is a school facilitator and a program coordinator. Can you tell us what you do at Make a Chess Move? Okay, so um, like she said, I am a school facilitator. Um, wherever we go, we have facilitation. And so we try to make sure that we bring the overall MACM in that part. And so we facilitate different classes, whether it's chess um, or different opportunities like that. And so when I facilitate, I'm making sure that I engage in everyone that's in the room, um, no matter what that is. And so that's really my job as a facilitator. Mm -hmm. And then as a program coordinator, it's just to make sure programs go as accordingly. Um, if we need different directions or help with something, um, that would be for me. And so, yeah. Um, what is Make a Chess Move and why did it start? Okay. So, Make a Chess Move, just first of all, giving you guys our mission. Our mission is to build a just society by developing tenacious learners, compassionate leaders, and ethically driven critical thinkers to dismantle the school or prison pipeline. So with that being said, it was originated from our founder, Philip Douglas, and Sir Martin. Um, they're two co-founders, um, and in that, they had a friend pass away, and in that part, they knew that something had to change in the community, and that person, that friend, um, was very much into chess. And in these parts, they pretty much came up with the idea of chess being that tool. And so over the years, we've had a case study on it and just seeing the development of how chess translates to life. Um, that's really why we're here. And what is chess's importance in the community? As you said, like, there's like been a test study on it. Things have changed. What is the importance of this game? So the importance of chess is chess is life. And so whenever we're moving, when we teach the board, um, we teach the board as far as looking at your overall life from every single corner. And so when you look at it from all aspects in life, you are potentially a pawn in a role into where you can develop down the board and move into that prized possession of a queen, of a bishop, um, or a knight, or a rook. And so when we look at it from that, that's the relation to life. Why is chess a focal point for the organization? Chess is a focal point for our organization because one of the things that chess does is it allows us, it gives us a space to think. And so when we get on a chessboard, we can put all of the different things that we're going through out of the way and focus on that board. And so we're pretty much putting ourselves in that reality of chess. And so we have to make sure we're thinking three steps ahead and so on to make that next move our best move. Well, I absolutely love chess. Like, I think it's so fun. And like, even though it's very stressful, like I like it being mentally stimulating and it's just overall amazing. Well, that's where we differ. In my experience, I've played chess a couple times and I thought not only was it kind of really hard, but also boring. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So my question is for you. How do you um, how does this organization encourage youth to join, whether you're into chess like Emmanuel or not into it like me? So really, chess is the core, but chess, like we said, is life. And so when we put it in that aspect, we're making sure that we at least make sure you know how, know and understand chess 
because then you could understand life in that part. But also, uh, not everybody, like you said, is into chess. And so we make sure that we have something for everyone. We have different programs um, that stem into getting youth engaged as far as what they might like. And so sometimes that our core make a chess pro- uh, make a chess move program involves different facilitation, involves trust activities. It involves being able to engage with each other before we even play the game. And so that's one of those ways to where we're building community and we're building overall, we're trying to build success um, with each other. I personally noticed that historically chess has been dominated by like white and Asian players. So how do you get black and brown students to join despite this? The biggest, so that that's correct. The biggest stigma is understanding the game and teaching it. Honestly, um, when you play chess, it's always that mentality of white goes first, right? Mm-hmm. And in that reality, yes, white does go first on the chessboard, but you have a different aspect, a different layer of looking at it. Yeah, white makes that first move, but then black or the darker piece in, in return goes in and has to react. And so you actually, in that meaning, you get to react first. And so you have a better way of controlling your actions and reactions by that. You being a facilitator, how do you show kids the connection between chess and life? Uh, one thing is fun. Um, I like to have fun. And so whenever we're playing chess, we want to have fun in that aspect. We always want to make sure that the youth are engaged. And if they're not engaged, we have different activities that engage our youth. Uh, we have the Mackham Chair Wave on my Mackham homies. All of these activities are A, for engagement, but B, to understand them even more because we want to make sure that we build that relationship on the way. And we're not just focusing on forcing them to play chess because that's not the goal. At the end of the day, the goal is for our youth to develop into great human beings. So so Mackham holds many different programs throughout the year, such as the spring breakouts and the summer enrichment program where they deliver programs to youth. So what do the workshops look like and who facilitates those workshops? Um, so the two that you mentioned, um, one of the key ones is the Summer Facilitator Incubator. Um, we changed the name kind of into a leadership program, but really the focus in that is making sure we build effective facilitators. So when we, um, that was one of my first learnings, or I guess you could say interactions with Mackam. When I was able to become a facilitator in the summer and learn what was A, right from wrong, but how to encourage each youth in the community to know that, hey, like, this is what I am doing, but also this is what I like to do and also understand, right? In in that part, first part, you don't understand the game of chess as far as the life interactions, but it's that small step, right? You want to make sure that you leave something behind, whether it's a small piece of whatever. It might be a joke. They might not even remember the chess part, but we're leaving something behind in that program to where it's like, hey, like we're building effective leaders, in that and so just giving them something to feed off of giving some giving them something to look forward to besides what might be going on on at home or whatever else that's really the key for the programs um in the summer like i said the facilitation part is the key that's how we get effective facilitators we open that up to where if you are in the age within the ages of like 14 to 25 or so you can become an effective facilitator and so with that range, it gives everyone that opportunity to learn what Macam is about. And really, like, become leaders because mm-hmm. you're, like, in charge, kind of. 
Yep. The other programs are more, I guess you could say, facilitator based. And so that really branches off into each facilitator's personality. So each facilitator has been able to give it, give their own voice in what um, goes on with Macam in somehow, um, some way. So over like the past spring, we did a make a culinary move with one of our facilitators, Quincy. He was able to say that, hey, like he feels like he is the chef Boyar Q in what we do and he never cooked for us but he comes in <laughs> and he comes with the whole program and idea and he pretty much puts it to life we have the youth come in and each week they learn they have a guest speaker which is an engaging part and then they have a cooking competition at the end of the week and then each week they're ramping up to go to Atlanta Georgia and have a um have a competition at the U42 studios out there and so Literally, that whole thing happened. We took a whole road trip to Atlanta, and it was just amazing because some of the kids never even went out of the state. Wow. And so, and that's like an annual thing, or that just happened like one time? That was the first, and it won't be the last. So so you're adapting to the situation and allowing a space for these youth to you know, rise and solve their skills that they could not originally show. Correct. So each each facilitator has that opportunity another facilitator uh mariel he was able to create a make a cultivating move um we have a beautiful garden um in the front of our building and then in the back it's it was very much just dirt and dirt and just rocks and stuff and now it's beautiful it's rocks it's plants it's a, a swing set and it's just so much more and so each part of us um we're able to give a little bit of our personality to Macam and pretty much we do the make a and then we replace the c with something and so make a cultivating make a culinary make a creative uh, make a civics and so we give each of the facilitators that um lead on that and it's beautiful it's pretty cool that the facilitators can be as young as 14 so everyone no matter like really their age range can attempt to do something that's like inspiring for like the whole group it's really cool yes and that even that model um one of the biggest things for that model is to be able to have the youth um be in positions of leadership and so no matter what it is um i want to make sure that i give them the opportunity to come in um last it was kind of i think it was last year um i had two of my youth that were in the program i said hey you guys are going to come in and you guys are going to be my co-facilitators in this. They had already done the program, the Make a Creative program before, but I wanted to put them in that leadership role of saying, hey, like when I get after school, I have to make sure I set up for the classroom. I have to make sure that um, I check in with Aaron and make sure that all the things that I know um, are what's going on today. And so really we want to make sure that the youth are put in a position of success as well. So Aaron, I know you are a facilitator. What is your program specifically? My program specifically is Make Your Creative Move. Uh, Make Your Creative Move gives pretty much for me, um, I'm very much not a huge public speaker, but I always I always have like something like fun to do. Like I, I'm always like attached to the fun part. And so I think that's how kind of how I like joined Macam to begin with, just the fun. Um, but for me, um, I was able to see like, hey, like youth communicate in all different ways and aspects. And so I'm like, okay, well, what if we do make a creative move? At the time, a lot of the youth were into music and they would come in and we didn't really have a program right at that time. 
but they would come in and they would just hop on the computer uh, computer and play a beat. And so we did a whole um, program, uh, Make Your Creative Move, based off of that and to where youth could have a voice in that and say, um, hey, like, I have good grades, like, I'm good on this, we're encouraging this, okay, well, shoot, it's Wednesday, let's go to the studio. Um, that's that's the part of that. And so then that branched to different things. Not every youth is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, we had different projects. We had an art project. One girl, she was doing like kind of like a crochet project. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things that stemmed out of it. I want to give that opportunity, but just in general, we want to give the overall opportunity of creativity. And so that's one of my programs that I was able to lead in just, I guess you say, pilot with Make a Chess Move um, overall. So Make a Chess Move is trying to break the school to prison pipeline. First of all, what is a school to prison pipeline and what causes this to be prevalent in society? So school to prison pipeline um, is really just a huge um, situation that um, a lot of black and brown stu- uh, students are put in at a young age, around the age of second or third grade. We're also being able to alert the youth in that part of, hey, like, this is what's going on. This is a system. Then it goes from that to, okay, well, how many suspensions, how many in-school suspensions, fights, et cetera, that you have that the school pretty much tracks and puts you on that pipeline. Um, and so we want to make sure you're not suspended. We want to make sure they have someone. Um, that they could a talk to but just be look up to hey like I was in your situation like maybe I got suspended once and I was on that path but I didn't fall through Um, I didn't I graduated and so not everybody has that same story some people do end up going to jail and so we want to make sure that um, that jail is like that jail and not prison because prison you go in for a long time and jail is just a momentary thing so even if um, that does happen, we want to make sure that we're following up with kids. We want to make sure that we have retention. For me, like I said, I was a student in Make a Chess Move when I was 14, and I'm 25 now. And so just being able to be followed back with, um, it means something because it means that somebody cares about me. It means that somebody was looking um, for me to succeed and not fail. What do you think needs to change for the school to present pipeline to stop? Do you think it will ever cease to exist? I think the biggest thing that we noticed um, for a lot of the school to prison pipeline things is that everyone has a choice, right? Everyone has the opportunity to go to school and do good. And so when you look at it that way, it's just really the aspect of school as well as just being able to have more hands on deck in schools. You have one uh, one teacher per like maybe 15 students. Um, that's not enough. Each student's going to be able to get distracted. Um, like I said, you don't know what goes on in that student's home. And the teacher's goal is to teach. But that student's goal might be to just get some sleep. They might be just they might not have gotten any sleep at home. And so really, if you look at it, it's really more hands on deck and just building, I think Mariel, my coworker Mariel, puts it in perspective, building that village for all our, all of our students. And that's really what Make a Chess Move is trying to do. Hi, if you're just tuning in, welcome into Generation Collaboration, a production of Youth on Record and Colorado Young Leaders. I'm Litsy. And I'm Emmanuel. Today, we're joined by Aaron Smith from Make a Chess Move. Let's move our way back into the podcast. 
how can youth and adults work together to break the school to prison pipeline? I know you mentioned something about raising a village, but what can people even outside of this program do to help aid in this? I would say the biggest thing is really just communication with the students. A lot of the students have a hard time of communicating and telling what exactly is going on in their mind. And I think if adults were able to communicate better with students and students would reject less. Um, the forms of communication is always that typical, you do as I say so because I'm your parent or I'm your uncle or guardian. Well, in, in general, like, yeah, it's that, but also you have to be able to translate that in a better way. Communication is key. And so uh, maybe some type of communication, I, w I don't want to say therapy, but like just overall, like the communication is lacking. Like we have different um, situations to where a youth might not be able to communicate with their parent effectively. And mm -hmm. that sucks because then that parent doesn't know what's going on. So then it's kind of like, oh, well, we're, we're trying to be that bridge of communication. When in reality, they're in the same home, they should be able to communicate. And so that's really the biggest key, I think, communication. Communication is a two-way street. Like, allow kids to give their opinions and thoughts to parents instead of just yelling at them to shut up and listen. Yeah. They don't have to be right. Like, not all the time, like the parent is the professional in this situation, right? So the parents know what's best or might feel what's best. And so the student might reject, but also being able to communicate with the student um, is the best thing, I, I think, because for me growing up, it was more of like, hey, like this is what you need to do because this is what's going to have you be successful in life. And really that's, that's what was drilled into my head, success. And so... um having parents that aren't good for the kids, having any adult that aren't good. I There's teachers that will tell you you won't be anything. And so as that kid, how do you combat that? How do you fight against that? And so you have to be able to mentally know that, hey, like this teacher is just here to like say stuff. And so I'm here to And there to is get... someone that cares about me. Exactly. Yeah. I'm here to learn. Okay, well, maybe... Maybe, like, I did something wrong. Maybe how can I go about it a different way? Um, maybe I did something that um, triggered somebody. Like, you, you don't know. And I think really the biggest thing is when kids go from that kid mode, teenager, and then adult, they're going into life, um, and they have to deal with these situations, or else you end up in that same boat of, like, the, the prison and all that things because you can't communicate. You can't react to the situations the best way. How does Mecham plan to solve these issues? So um, the thinking part really is just being able to be in those situations of communication, being able to say, hey, like, this is what you might be going through. We're here. Um, you don't have to tell us anything. You don't have to say too much. But um, for this situation, we're going to have this program you come here, we say, we have this saying, you leave all the baggage at the door. And so when you come in, you we want you to come in with an open mind, a fresh slate. You might have, you might not feel well. You might be at a 50%. Give us that 50. If I come in and I'm not feeling well and I'm at a 75, I'm going to give everybody that whole 75. So just being able to come in and know that. And then I do have that option. When I do leave, I can pick up that baggage if I want, or I could figure out how to way to, I don't need that. I can leave that I can leave that where it is. I'll be able to find a way to solve my problems. And so to your to your question of how does Macam help? It's really just that aspect of community. We want to make sure that we're here as a community for each other. I think that's really the goal to togetherness. If we were all together, 
then that would be like a beautiful thing because the conflicts will be to the minimum and then the solutions and the achievements will be great. When working with a lot of youth who don't have these resources, who aren't on that prison pipeline, what are some of the biggest struggles that you face to try to move them to a better space? I think the biggest thing is just, I think the availability, our doors are always open in that part. And so um, any type of youth um, can come in um, and really it starts from just that initial conversation. We want to make sure that we have that initial conversation, that initial engagement and acknowledgement. Um, I think a lot of people walk into spaces and they don't, somebody might not even say hello to them. It might just be like, who's this? Like, But you want to make sure that you have that initial interaction. And then from there, um, it, it's really that next step of engagement. Um, will they come back? Do they come back? Um, it's all how you react in that first impression. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you see somebody and you react that first part and you're like, hey, like, I actually like that guy. He's kind of funny. Or, hey, like, I actually like chess. So I'm definitely coming back. Like each week we have open chess. And like I can tell you, like, there's been so many different like forms of life, uh, different people that come in um, and it's just chess. Like it's literally we come in and we play chess and we go through lessons during that. We have conversations that might be tough, but in that part, we want to make sure that everyone is known and heard and that they're acknowledged in that part. So what is something you have taken away from Macom personally? The biggest thing is thinking um, thinking ahead. I, I think sometimes we, we know that we have to, um, we have to, I guess you could say live life, right? That's, that's like a must. So in that part, like thinking ahead of things could be like key. Um, when I play chess, um, my coworkers will say I'm very aggressive. Um, <laughs> they they will say that um, that's all very aggressive. But when I'm playing, um, it's just more of like a reflection of like how I might feel sometimes. Like when we have that opportunity to be on the chessboard, um, we're pretty much putting our emotions in that. Finally, how can Colorado youth that have never heard of this program and they're just interested in joining, how can they get involved? I think the biggest um, way, to, the easiest way, I would say, um, to get involved is just start open chess. Um, every Thursday we have open chess at our location from four to six, and so being able to come and visit us during that time, um, they're able to come in and a meet a couple of the facilitators, but play a game of chess, or even if they don't want to play chess, like you're able to say hello to us, um, and then we have different contacts on our. Um, website so everybody could be contacted in that part like I said each program varies um, seasonally and so like not every um, season we might have the same exact program but we want to make sure that everyone does have that option of interacting with us and so if there's something that a youth might want to interact with that they may be seen um, maybe like one of our podcasts or maybe just in general we visited their school before and they want to get involved more um, we do have that model of like hey like well, if we don't have anything right now, we're going to make sure that we stay in contact with you because we want you to be a part of the Macam community, as we say. And so, yeah. Where is the location? Just like our, the address. Our main location is 2015 East 26th Avenue, um, located on the left side, um, section B of the Dave Smith Realty Building. Um, so that's our main location. And then our safe zone location is on 
1527 East 29th Avenue. It's on uh, 29th and Franklin. And so when we say safe zone, that's just the um, place to where the youth can come and they could feel like they have a safe place. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to learn more about you and Make a Chess Move. To learn more about Make a Chess Move, visit www.makeachessmove.org or follow them on social media at macm303. Also, follow the podcast Make a Culture Move on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you again for listening to Generation Collaboration. We invite you to collaborate with us by clicking like, subscribe, or following. We are on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Today's episode of Generation Collaboration was engineered by Xavier Goche and produced by Lawrence Deepak and Ryan Conroe. Our theme song, New Day, was produced by Keith. Generation Collaboration is a co-production of Colorado Young Leaders and Youth on Record. Learn more about Colorado Young Leaders at coloradoyoungleaders.org or on Instagram and TikTok at coyoungleaders. You can learn more about Youth on Record at youthonrecord.org and on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Youth on Record. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us again next month here on Generation Collaboration. tuning in to Generation Collaboration. Our show amplifies the stories of leadership and change from across Colorado, centering the stories of youth-adult partnerships. If your organization is interested in being on the show, email us at podcasting at youthonrecord.org. That's podcasting at youthonrecord.org. We look forward to hearing from you.